Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast, another Team List Tuesday episode. I'm joined by Daniel and Mooney. How are we, boys? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. How are you, Daniel? Yeah, good, Burmo. Ready to go. Yeah, beauty. Team List Tuesday, best day of the week. And then the footy comes around, so those are actually the better days of the week. Um, <laughs> let's move right on from there. Um, all right, uh, boys. Um, great work on your on your episode uh, on your on your episode without me. You did you did beautifully well. Um, it it hurts that you were so successful without me, but it's all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, how was my how are my hosting skills? You like oh, that? Mate, elite, elite. I don't know why I'm here. I'm surplus to requirements. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you heard I was going to say, there's, pay, no, there's no video, so I can't even be the face of the operation. I am useless. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into let's get into matchup one, the Panthers and Storm. So we've got a grand final rematch. Uh, Panthers are 1 to 17, uh, same as last week. Um, but Nathan Cleary, obviously, under under an injury cloud with that, uh, with that head knock. Um, now, the Storm, uh, Eisenhuth comes in for... Felice Kafusi, who's obviously suspended. Um, Tyson Smoothie is out of the side. Nico Hines and Aaron Penne uh, are into the side. Boys, give me your thoughts. Mike Mooney, I might start with you, you mate. Um, look, everything's pretty well what I expected from these two um, teams um, this week. Not a whole lot's changed fantasy-wise. Obviously, the big one's going to be Nathan Cleary's in something ridiculous, 40, 45% of teams and probably should be captain in all of those. So, um, you know, if he if he doesn't end up playing, which, you know, I think there's a little bit of a chance that he might play, but more more like than not that they'll um they'll rest him. Um whether who people give um the captaincy to. So I think otherwise everything else is pretty well gonna be the same, you know, you're still looking at the same, you know, guns from this pen, um from this Penrith team and same from the Storm really. Um, you're not really looking at any of these new blokes as a as a cash cow or anything. So very keen to see this matchup, though. I think it's going to be um, it's going to be very very close game. Yeah, beauty. Daniel, give us your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I think probably probably the same uh, as last week. Really, I don't see many um, scores changing this week. Uh, Tom Eisenhuth in for Felice Kafusi might be. Um, a decent scorer, but probably not looking at him in classic. Might be someone you pick up off the RFAs in draft, really. Um, but outside of that, I think it's going to be same as normal for these two. Might just be a better game to watch rather than be that interested fantasy-wise. Yeah, fair enough. Can't see Kikau getting another 80 again without a, without a couple of tries. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the uh, how the scoring goes. Um, yeah, beauty. I probably don't think there's too much else to, to touch on with those guys. It's all your usual suspects, nothing crazy. Um, let's move on to the uh, to the second game. We've got Dragons versus uh, Sea Eagles. Um, now, uh, Dragons basically same seventeen. They got the win last week again. Dubious, same as same as round one. Cowboys probably got robbed, but uh, I think the investigation is still pending. Um, anyway, Dragons are one to seventeen as last week. Um, and then the Sea Eagles, few changes there. Um, obviously, Josh Schuster. Uh, comes in to the side for back. Obviously, he, he replay, played there briefly last week as well and because of uh, Andrew Davey copying an injury. Um, so he'll do that. Uh, he'll be in that role again. Uh, Morgan Boyle um, comes on to the bench. Um, Cade Cust under an injury cloud with concussion protocol but has uh, has been named. Um, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for those two teams. What are we thinking, boys? Anything, uh, any crazy decisions that we need to make based off these? Uh, Daniel, far away. Yeah, nothing. Oh, there is actually a couple of good talking points here. I don't think they're huge talking points. But um, Dragons, Daniel Alvaro performed very, very good over the weekend and is still looking like a good cash cow if you can pick him up. He's only at 360K uh, and in only just under 10% of teams. So he's still looking like a good uh, cash cow if you can get him in. Um, Manly probably looking the same as last week. I don't think there's any huge talking points other than Schuster called it a couple of days ago. He's got a starting spot uh, there for Andrew Davey. He's looking like a very good cash cow as well. Uh, probably only going to be there for a week or two waiting for Curtis Siren to come back into this squad, but could still hold a spot even uh, if it's only on the bench. I still think he might be a good cash cow. What's his... Uh, let's have a quick 
quick look at his break even. His break even's at three. He's 301k. Sirinan's uh, out till round six as well. So you're probably actually going to have Schuster in starting in that role for about three weeks. Yeah. So he still, still looks like a pretty good cash cow for three weeks. He should be getting around 40 to 45 points, uh, hopefully as a base. And yeah, I, I'm considering bringing him in this week. I don't know about you, Moon. Yeah, look, I, I've also thought about him as well. He's got a bit of money to make it. If if he scores 40 to 45, he might make 100K in three weeks, um, which would be very handy. Then you can downgrade someone like Sean Bloor is looking like coming around, coming in round six. Um, and then you can upgrade someone else, money in mid-ranges or get up, get someone up to a gun. So I am looking at Josh Schuster. Um Plus, as well, even if you see him in your emergencies, he could be a cheeky backup for Nathan Cleary or someone like that if he doesn't play. Um, but I also think that, you know, if someone like Jack Jazewski doesn't start um, performing, he's been a little underwhelming uh, to start this year, that maybe they, if Josh Schuster comes out and fires, I think that they might start him over Jack Jazewski. So um, that might be also something to watch. Um, yeah, I, I think the same. I don't think Jazewski's spot's safe, to be completely honest. No, no. Um, it's fine at the moment while there's no literally no competition. Um, but when Curtis Sirenen comes in, I think that Schuster might go to 11 and Jaszewski might go to the bench and they might share minutes maybe. I'm not entirely sure there, but um, yeah, that'd be handy. And then he'd come a, come a Julie as well. So that'd be kind of nice. There's not a whole lot else that I'm looking at. I'm kind of surprised Dylan Walker's um, Back to it's still at number one. I thought that uh, Morgan Harper might come in and take that spot, and Dylan Walker would go into the centres. Um, but yeah, I agree. Daniel Alvarez is still a great buy if you can get him in now before he hits, you know, four hundred k. But also not entirely sure that Cade Cast will play either with his um, with his head not look kind of bad last week. So I wouldn't be surprised if he drops out and someone like maybe Tavita Funa comes back onto the bench. What does that rotation look like? Do you think does he spend, does does that mean Croker then plays eighty or is there some sort of weird rotation with middle forwards? What do you think that looks like, and what do you think that yeah. means for for Lock and Croker owners? I think that Lock and Croker will play more minutes than if Cade Cuss doesn't play because Tweeter Funa, I don't remember where he played the last few weeks, but he hasn't played, he hasn't gone anywhere near the nine rotation. So, um, whether I think Funi also maybe it might have come on and played, you know, the fullback for Dylan Walker, and Dylan Walker went into the centres. Maybe and they might sub someone like Saab off or maybe Brad Parker or someone like that, um, and they just reshuffle their back line a little bit. I think that's what I reckon anyway. Daniel, I don't know if you or either either of you boys agree, but that's how I see it happening. Yeah, I think Funa, I think he came on at fullback one game for Dylan Walker and Walker moved into the centres or something uh, of the like like that. But um, I still think Kaykus should back up for this game. Um, and if that happens, Croker's probably not going to play close to 80. I mean, first round he played 80, got 20, and then he played just over 70 last week and got a 50 with a try. But um, I still think if you've got Croker, he's still a hold at this stage anyway. Um, but he's got some cash to make. Yeah, still got a bit of cash to make as long as he stays in the squad, should be fine. Do you think um, people should be starting to maybe make a bit of cash with a trade this week to free up space for Tom Trebojevic next week? Because no doubt with um, Dylan Walker's performances over the last two weeks, he's going to be brought straight back into the squad. Oh, I think that that's still... I don't know. I wouldn't hold your breath that Tom Trebojevic actually comes back next week. Um, I know that they're going to ease him back into this this squad. So whether they, you know, maybe... Ease him back onto train. I don't know what his training regime's like at the moment, but maybe that might give him an extra week. Um, I don't know they're desperate for a fullback, manly, but you know, Tom Trebovic's your, your star and long term as well. You don't want to don't want to burn him out really quick. So, um, yeah, yes and no. It depends on who you're going to trade out. Um, yeah, I, I'm not not entirely sure. I've I've have been thinking about that and who I would trade out and. Lachlan Croker probably is going to be the person who I trade out, but again, in a few weeks, I am waiting for someone to actually downgrade to, though, comes into play, like your Sean Bloor or uh, maybe Corey Harawira-Naira gets a, gets a role at, um, in the starting squad. Because um, at the moment, I'd be downgrading to someone like, you know, your Sam Walker or even a Schuster, but you wouldn't be downgrading by a whole lot, so... Yeah, I'd still got to wait for someone to actually come in to downgrade too. 
yeah, maybe uh, maybe look back at this next week then. Yeah. yeah, too easy. But that's good. Some, something to bear in mind as well anyway. It's good that you're, you're looking forward for that. Um, all right, boys, let's move on to the next. Does anyone anyone want to say anything? The Dragons are the same as last week, so there's probably not a whole lot to cover there. Everybody happy with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, maybe just touch on Ben Hunt. He's looking like a genuine gun and um, probably going to be at his cheapest, I think, at the moment, really, if you have enough cash, but he's still very expensive. But other than that, yeah. Yep. But he 80s for fun now. Absolute weapon. Julie, yeah, yeah doing all the right things. Hitting highs again. Which I haven't seen for a while, so yeah, that's big. Yeah. Um, all right, boys, let's move on to another blockbuster. Cracking round of footy we've got. Uh, Rabbitohs versus Roosters. Um, now, Rabbits, uh, Josh Mansour comes back into the side. Jackson Paulo, Paul Bugger, two, two concussions in the space of a week. Uh, Reynolds has been named, um, but again, also under concussion protocols. Um, but that's pretty, that's it for the Rabbits. Otherwise, they're, they're, they're the same as last week. Um, Roosters, a uh, big one. Victor, the inflictor, Victor Radley, uh, he's been named on the bench. Um, so that's big. Uh, Angus Crichton comes back in after obviously having a, a one-match suspension. Um, so that means Hutchison and, and Baker out of the side. Um, Jakey Friend's still a little while away and Verrill's still a little while away. Um, but, yeah, boys, thoughts on this game? Another big game, a lot of, lot of fantasy implications. What do we think? And, Mooney, if I can get your thoughts first. Yeah, look, all your guns playing in this game, aren't they? Um, like the inclusion of Josh Mansour. Um, for the Rabbitohs, just footy-wise. But um, I think going to be close eyes on all your big guns here. Jeez, uh, Damian Cook, Cameron Murray, um, James Tedesco, you know, the list goes on. So um, Angus Crichton back into a lot of squads this week, which is um, a big boost. I know that's a big boost for you, Daniel. You'll be cheering. Um, but the inclusion of Victor Radley on the bench, I know a few people brought in Freddie Lussick, Um don't know that he goes to nine. I, I'm a little unsure as to what that's going to look like, that rotation, um, and whether they start rotating someone like Tupanua off and he doesn't play 80. Because um, I, I don't think Victor Radley will go in and play nine. I reckon he'll go and play lock. That's where he plays his best footy. So um don't know if, what you boys think. Yeah, I based on the fact that Lusick only played 20 minutes last week, it looks like he might be playing nine from the bench. But He's a forward um, pass machine, though. Did you see him last year? <laughs> Goodness me. Yeah, he's me. been for an out-of-dummy I, half. I love him, um, but gee whiz, that is some, yeah, some very buddy Tom Brady-esque touchdown passing from, from dummy half for, from, from Victor. But yeah, I, th- I think he does play in that rotation, though. It looks like it. That's the thing. Um you don't like because Drew Hutchinson played 60 minutes at hooker and you're dropping him and bringing Radley and that's the only change so most likely he plays nine I don't see how they can bring anyone else unless they put Lamb in there but then who are they going to put at 5-8 like yeah it just looks like that's the case but um yeah I guess we'll wait and see right yeah, 100%. Uh, but anything else you want to touch on with that game? I want to talk about Latrell. I think he's just killing it, to be completely honest with you. Cop to Sinbin, still managed to, to get a very, very respectable score in the wet. So, yeah, I don't know. For me, Latrell, he was he was one of my great pickers. Do you boys have him or no? Yeah, yep, picked him up. Yeah, picked him up well, last week. I think he's a must-have, really. Yeah. Um, if I'm doing what that... you boys are doing, I, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's still got nearly a 40 with a Sinbinning and a lot of demerits in the wet, um, yeah, he looks like he's going to be a, a gun this year and he's only going up in price. Break even of 24, still pretty low this week. So he's probably still easily going to beat that and keep rising in price. So um, you probably should already have him, but if you don't, get him in ASAP. Um, what, do, what do we reckon about the uh, the back row stocks as well for the uh, for the Rabbits there? Jaden Sewell looked like he was going to play 80 again. Again, another good score, but then got Sinbin late. So it didn't, didn't quite, well, it wasn't quite as flattering. Um, Kalamatangi didn't quite reach the heights, I don't think, last week. But yeah, boys, what do you what do you reckon about if you're if you're a South Sydney back rower owner? Any any anything to worry about? What do you reckon? Look, early days, I think um, Kalamatangi he's sort of new into this role, and give him a few weeks, I think that um, he'll mature into that spot pretty well. Jaden Seward did that, you know, was it last year or the year before? Whenever he started in that role, and he's a he looks he looks good. So. Um, yeah, I think they're still both finding their feet this season, and um, you know, come, you know, if you're happy to hold them for a few weeks, then yeah, I think that they're worth worth the hold. I don't think um, Jacob Host is going to come screaming back into that squad, and there's no other real standout options to replace either of them. So, 
I think yeah. that he'll be fine. And I, and I think if Reynolds plays, that's just so much better for those boys running off, running off that that halves pairing as well. So yeah, I think I think if Reynolds, um, yeah, Reynolds plays, gets through the concussion protocols. I th- I don't know. I just think the the bunnies back rowers could have, could have a big game. Not not no. predicting anything, yeah. but I just I don't know. I reckon they might be on. I really like the look of both of them to be honest. Bulk aggression, quick, good footwork. Yeah, I just rate them. I reckon there could be some big scores. Yeah, um, so. to a good game. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, all right, moving on to the the Saturday um, crop of games. We've got first up, we've got Raiders and Warriors. Um, big boost for for the Raiders. Jared Croker is is back. Um, Sebastian Chris um, has been has been dropped. Did have a good game last week, but yeah, obviously yeah, can't keep Croker out of the side. Um, that's the change. Obviously, um, Hudson Young uh, has been named, but obviously he did have that that knee injury, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Warriors, uh, Sean O'Sullivan comes in for Chanel Harris-Tavita. They reckon he's out for about 12 weeks, got a stress fracture. Um, and then uh, Jermaine uh, Tanua-Brown, uh, he's uh, suspended. He's gone for a week. Uh, no, hang on, how many weeks? Three, I think. Three weeks, yeah, you're right. Spot on. Um, Bunty Afoa will start, um, will come to the starting side. Jack Murchie's back into the team uh, after injury. Um, and then that's pretty much it for the ch- Oh, Bailey Sirenen, um, he was carrying an injury, but he has been named to play. So we'll see how that goes as well. Um, Daniel, give me your thoughts on uh, on this matchup here. Yeah, Raiders will have a bit of a boost bringing Jag Croker back into the squad. Uh, he's, yeah, he's their captain and he'll lead him around, which is good. Chris was looking quite good in attack, but um, yeah, obviously not good enough to keep the captain out of the side. Pretty fair. Uh, Raiders look looked pretty poor against the Sharks, to be fair. Um, so hoping that hoping they can bounce back in attack a bit this week. Um, I, they did look like they were a bit of a walking wounded squad out there um, towards the end of that game, and they got away luckily because uh, Chad gentle Townsend now, can't... gentle now. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, Mooney. Uh, just saying, just saying, you gotta gotta be performing better than that to stay in the top four, right? Yeah, um, but yeah, they'll they'll improve. Don't worry. Um, George Williams seems to be taking more of a leading role in that the halves combination there and doing a lot more of the organising and kicking. So I'm glad you bring that up. The scores are reflecting that as well in that yeah, half pairing. George Williams seems to be the man on the park and and in the in the fantasy stat sheet as well. I'm glad you bring that up. I think yeah, you'll called... see George Williams lose a few points. So when he loses his kicking duties. Uh, oh, because Jared Croak is Yeah, but he, but he still hit he still hit good numbers last week. They only scored, he only had two shots of goal last week, and he got, hang on, let me just confirm. What's... 59, 58. He hit. 58. So there you go. With with only two shots on goal, that's still still pretty good numbers. Yeah, I guess, though, the week against the Tigers, he had five conversions. So take 10 points off that, he comes back down to a 50 as well, which is basically what he would have scored this week without conversion. So I guess that's fair to say. He's probably sitting around that 50 mark and probably priced adequately. Still looking like he's um, providing a lot for the squad, though. But um, it means that it's kind of still taking away from Jack Whiten, though. Oh, yeah, Jack Whiten, who's yeah struggled to get some big scores this week. Uh, I guess outside of that, Tarpany looks very good uh, as a as an edge option at the Raiders. I think he's a he'll be a middle. Is he a middle and edge, or is he just a middle actually? Tarpany. Yeah, I think he's a middle. Yeah, okay. They changed that because he used to be an edge. Um, yeah, I guess Tarpany's still a good option in the middle there. He's only getting like 45 minutes a game on average, and he's still cracking out 60, 70 scores. So looks like a very good pot if you have him as a middle as well. I don't think Sean O'Sullivan's going to provide too much for this Warriors team. Don't he's going to be there. Don't say that. I picked him up in our draft league. I need him to go big. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in the bottom of the barrel. I got lucky with that. So he's, he's going big. Will it into I'm just basing it off basically what happened for the Broncos, right? He came into the squad to fill a role um, and he scored very average, playing 80 every week, still was only scoring 20 to 25 a game, I think it was. Like he wasn't exactly scoring big. I think he's a bit of a trap if you're looking at him for a for a cheapy option because he is only 319k. So yeah, I think just be careful of him, even though he is in there for the next couple of uh, months with CHT out. Just yeah, be be wary of that. I think he's a. I think he's only for people who are desperate in draft leagues. I think correct. I think that's, I think that's who he's for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, Mooney, What do you reckon? Yeah. Look, I. Yeah. I think you've pretty well covered it. Um. 
I think George Williams, back on that, I think he st- still does have a few attacking stats to add. You know, he might have got 54, but there was that back end of that second half where the Raiders couldn't hold on to the footy, where George Williams didn't touch the ball for about 20 minutes. Um, and so he would have missed, you know, tries, potential try assists or kick meters or literally anything. Um, so I still think that, you know, he might still hit the almost 60 points um, a game uh, if the Raiders can actually find their form and attack a little bit more. Um, you know, it's a bit hard in a wet weather game for a half or, you know, someone in your back line. But um, otherwise, they must be pretty confident that Hudson Young is going to play, looking at their number 18 to 21, Sam Williams, Tom Starling, Caleb Atkins, and Sebastian Chris. They've stacked it with backs. So um, I'd say that they're pretty comfortable that Hudson Young will play, which is a good sign for all owners. Um, otherwise, I'm pretty keen to see, you know, how this Warriors um, outfit goes against the Raiders. As much as I want the Raiders to pump them, I'm pretty keen to see Adam Finnell Blake in action take on someone like Josh Papali. Two big boys. I reckon um, it'll be a battle of the forwards. Yeah, I agree with that. Two cracking two cracking packs going at it. Um, anything else you want to touch on for that game, boys? No. No. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, easy as. Uh, really, all right, the next game, not, not going to be one for... It's not going to be pleasant for anyone with eyeballs. Um, we've got basically Broncos versus Bulldogs. Broncos one to seventeen because apparently if it's broke, we don't fix it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, yeah, Croft and Milford they, they get the they get the hardest pairing again. I don't know what I don't know. Tom did and scoring the wrong tries apparently. Um, so he's so he he's he think he's nineteenth eighteenth man. Sorry, so he doesn't doesn't quite crack the squad. Uh, the dogs is a few changes. Moon try and say this through tears. Uh, Fatal Mariner is out, broken foot. They reckon he's gone for twenty weeks. Um, so that's pretty much the season done. Um, Corey Waddell comes into the starting lineup. Um, so it's basically his spot to lose. Joe Stimson comes to the bench. Uh, Tui Pilotu Katoa uh, will be starting for DWZ. Who's um, obviously suspended for the shot on on the fantasy goat Nathan Cleary, um, and then Sione Katoa basically swaps with Jeremy Marshall King, and then that's that's those are the changes, boys. What what do we think for this game? We obviously a lot a lot of people's points of difference and cheapies in here. Well, a lot more more cheapies than, than anything else. But yeah, Daniel, give give me your thoughts on the game. Yeah, uh, I think there's a few teams that you can talk about when you're talking about um, coaches not making changes and not fixing anything but um, easy anyway easy hey <laughs> hey just talking on the broncos first um a lot of talking points i guess in this game especially fan for fantasy um players tessie new came out with a big score last week uh looked very good on an edge got lots of tackle busts scored a try um yeah if you had him as a cheapie at the start of the year good on you he he'll keep going and he's basically i think a hold until he probably caps out around the five to six hundred k mark so good good to have him in the team and I think he'll score probably pretty well this week as well. Anthony Milford had a pretty bad game last week. A lot of missed tackles. Uh, didn't get as many kick meters, but he'll bounce back here against the Dogs. I think this will be a, a maybe not a high-scoring affair, but there should be some points in it if um, Kyle Flanagan clicks after the Dogs and even if Milford can uh, get back as involved as he was in round one when Parramatta had a shocking first half. Uh Jordan Ricky, if you held on to him last week, you'll be cheering with a 70 and he'll keep rising in price now for the next three to four weeks. And if he holds that uh, edge spot and gets 80 minutes, he could be just a, a hold for most of the season until he caps out about mid-season. Um, do you want to talk about the dogs, Moon? Yeah. Yeah, look, um, I from the dogs, I'm really hoping that someone like Corey Allen really ticks um, with this dog's back line. Um, you know, I didn't have him in my squad, but, you know, I know both you boys did and, um, you know, were pleased that he didn't uh, didn't go big last week. But for um, footy's sake, I'm looking forward to, you know, actually seeing him click. But, you know, I wouldn't be looking at Katoa either as a short-term cash option. He's only going to be in there for a couple of weeks when DWZ, until DWZ comes back. Um, this is sort of sort of game that I think Jake Averillo might thrive in, assuming that it's um, dry, dry footy. Um, don't give me hope. Don't, don't, don't you give me false hope. Again, I, last week he had more tackles than run meters, um, which is ridiculous. So surely I reckon this is going to be more of a running game where, you know, it, surely brings out that side in him. And if he doesn't, um, then 
I don't see where he goes from there and how he improves. Um, he's got to find his confidence somehow. So I think this is the game for it against the Broncos, who um, aren't overly strong in defense. Um, you know, a few cheeky tackle breaks or something like that here, surely. But um, yeah, and, and RFM's a big loss. And obviously, if you have Fatala Marin in your team, you hold him because he's a weapon and he'll be he'll be useful come back end of the season. Nah, look, you got to get rid of him. <laughs> Unfortunately, 20 weeks is a long time, so... Corey Waddell. You were is... very convincing just then. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, for a second. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, <laughs> Not going to lie, I did think about it in draft, but, you know, <laughs> it's a sad day. But Corey Waddell's not a, not a feasible option. You wouldn't be looking there either. Um, he didn't look... Oh, he looked okay, um, but I don't think he's going to be anything to rave about um, fantasy-wise. Uh, Josh Jackson is probably the one that I would be looking at from this um, Dogs team if you're looking at a point of difference. So I think he's... Tom, you might know this, 600 and 650 maybe, K. Josh Jackson. Um, I and... No, I'll just confirm that for you now, actually. Uh... Yeah, yeah, looking yeah. pretty good. Five, no, 595, man. 595, Cheap. there you go. So he is, um, you know, high-end, mid-range, um, I would say. And if he's going to keep playing like that, then he's, you know, potential keeper um, at very cheap. So... You know, it's someone that you can potentially look at if you're willing to risk it. Um, I don't know if you boys agree. I thoroughly agree. We had this conversation midweek, and I'm I'm in my head about it. <laughs> I'm, in my, I'm in my head about it. I just, I don't know. I think you might be right, though, just because the dogs seem don't seem to be clicking great in attack at the moment. Obviously, they got Flanagan there that's kind of doing a lot of the work, but. Um, they seem to be doing a lot more defensive work than attacking work. So I think he's got a lot of tackles to make in the middle. And if he keeps playing 80, he'll be making 50 to 60 tackles a game. So yeah, He made uh, 64 last week. He scored 72 yeah. points and 64 of them were tackles. Yeah, exactly. zero misses. Zero misses. That's Insane. Bananas. Who needs so, yeah. tracking stats, honestly? Mooney's right. If you can get him in now, he's so cheap. He'll probably make another 100 to 150K easily. Um, and could be a potential gun if he can keep hitting that um, those tackle counts, basically. All I'm saying is, I said this to me, and you called me crazy. You said, it, said I was an idiot. Said Josh Jackson was terrible, and it was a terrible idea. No, I'm just playing. It was, yeah, no, I'm just no. playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, Elliot could go back to the it's middle. And... Yeah, that, that was the concern that I had as well, is whether or not, because right now, Elliot on an edge defensively doesn't look that good, and Josh Jackson doesn't give you the ball playing that Elliot does in the middle, so it's that 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 would be the only threat for mine. Is it if Jackson what do goes they back do, to the Josh, Joe Stimson at eleven, Elliot back to? Uh, no, no, you'd 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 go, you'd just do straight swap Josh Jackson and Adam Elliot. Oh, okay. I figured that someone would come if Corey Waddell there as well, um, oh, unless Corey Waddell's a feasible long term option for the Dogs. But you've also got Luke Thompson to come in as well to this. But he'll he'll come in the properly, front row. Yeah, yeah, he'll take Jack Hetherington's spot. Yeah. Um, right, what, boys, are we, what, oh, sorry, what are we thinking about um, uh, NRL fantasy coach favourite Joe Stimson on the bench? I recall having him and uh, it being a terrible time. <laughs> I'm not actually saying he's an option. I'm just bringing it up for the, for the, the, the meme value. Oh, yeah. oh, the meme, the meme value is very high, but uh, the heartbreak value is also very, very high. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Um, boys, is there anything else we want to touch on um, from that game? I think I think we've pretty much summed it up. That game there, I think um, I think you're very very happy with your with your the signs from the cheapies from the Broncos, and you're very unhappy from your signs from the cheapies for the Bulldogs. Just yeah, about it up very well. Yeah. yeah, I think Kotrick still a very good option in the centers as well. Fifties for fun, hey? Yeah, boy, howdy. Still quite cheap. Still making a little bit of money. He's probably still can't be tackled. Yeah. Correct. Um, um, if you're picking him up now, he's just keeper status rather than a cheapie, but yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, boys, let's get on to the final game for Saturday, Para versus the Sharks. Now, again, could be a sneaky, very good matchup here. Sharky's playing out of their skin the last couple of weeks, so this will be interesting. Um, all right, for Parramatta, the only real change, obviously, Matto, fantasy gun, he's out with a concussion, but just the week, so shouldn't be too big of a deal. Um, um which basically means uh, Papa Lee uh, will be starting in the back row. Again, he's been killing it off the bench. Uh, Ray Stone um, comes onto the bench as well for him. 
Um, let's see if there's anything else. Um, no, that that's pretty much it. They're the same as uh, same as last week. Uh, Nia Kore holds his spot in the centers. Um, Sharky's um, Connor Tracy um, comes in for Hiroti, uh starting in the center. So that'll be that'll be interesting there. Um, and then Tag Tag, I, I don't want to butcher the pronunciation. Tag Wilton uh, comes onto the inter, uh, interchange bench. Um, but that's uh, that's it, boys. That's it for those for those two teams. What are we thinking, Mooney? Far away. Um, yeah. Look, I think it'll be a good game. I do see Parramatta probably running away with this. Um, I am liking what I see from. Most from all these Parramatta blokes, um, fantasy wise, to be fair. Um, start with Tom Opacek for me. Um, he hasn't found the try line yet in his score and you know, cheeky 30s and base stats. So, um, he was someone who I he wasn't overly expensive 300k or so to start off with, and we're making some sneaky price rises. Um, he'll probably cap out at 450 500. Um, so yeah, if you're I don't know where you're looking at for your centres, but if you don't have the likes of Jack Bird, Jake Avarillo, and looking elsewhere, uh, you know, Tom Opacek is someone for me who's probably a little bit more solid than those blokes. Um, we've touched on Mitchell Moses a lot, and I really like him. He's back-to-back 67s, I think, um, and really hasn't had, you know, heaps of attacking stats. So for me, I really like that option, and he's only going to probably get up to 850 in price rises. So he's, I think he's at 779 odd now off the top of my head. Um, otherwise, those who brought in Reed Marnie would be very pleased to see him smashing out the fantasy points. Um, yeah, look, I still can't bring myself to do it because um, don't want him to break my heart, but man, he's looking good. Um, and I'm very intrigued to see where Isaiah Papali goes, uh, if he scores just as well. Um, starting on an edge a little bit, I would be a little bit worried. Um, typically, you wouldn't score as well on an edge as you would um, playing through the middle. Um, but, you know, wait and see. He's been looking good and came for him to have a good game, I think, again. Um, from the Sharks, I really like them introducing Connor Tracy. He brings a lot of energy in this team. He looks good when he gets on the park. Um, and I think he's still probably trying to battle Matt Moylan for a spot, you know, if when Sean Johnson comes back, whether Connor Tracy... Uh, was it Connor Tracy that was... Um, Connor Tracy... That, yeah, they tipped Connor Tracy for... God, I'd love to see it. Seriously, he came on at the back end of that game and just looked like a live wire. I just think yeah. that'd be really... But Will Kennedy's killing it at fullback as well, so... Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, I interesting. you could see some, um, some competition there when SJ comes back between Moylan, Connor Tracy and Will Kennedy, so... I don't know, I really like the look of um, Connor Tracy. Matty Moylan, um, he got steamed on the defense last week. He had, you know, nine or so missed tackles. But, you know, he'll bounce back. He's got a still reasonably low break even um, and will probably still make a bit of cash before. For your Sean sake, Johnson I hope so. Back. Some big predictions. But he milked nah, and Moylan, both, both with tough weeks. Sticking so. with him. Yeah, nice. No, double down, man. Double down. down. Double down. It's a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, it's, tri- it's triple <laughs> down at this point. Keep triple going. down. Triple down. Um, I do like Chad Townsend as well. Um, he's a pretty sneaky option. I know Sammy D brought him in, and um, he was pretty pleased with you know back-to-back fifties. Oh, if Sammy D did it, then then there you go, viewers, don't do it. Listeners, don't do it. <laughs> Sam, Sam did it, don't do it. Yeah, unless unless, unless Mooney told him to, in which case it's all right. <laughs> no, I didn't. Credit to credit to him. Um, he brought that in on his own court. Might have been listening to the show. Don't know. No, definitely then, was. Then, then don't do it. <laughs> do it. If, if he did it of his own accord, don't do it. <laughs> Um, that's probably all my talking points from these from these teams. Don't know if you boys had anything else you wanted to touch on, Daniel. Yeah, basically covered it all. Moon, um, don't be surprised if Papali he plays eighty and doesn't get like the sixties that he's been getting in the last two weeks. Uh, I think just he gets a lot more tackles and a lot more meters down the middle because he just gets his hands on the ball a lot more. So I wouldn't be surprised if he comes down to like a 40 or a 45. Also wouldn't be surprised if he scored a, scored a 70 from nowhere. So um, yeah, look, I, if you have him, which I don't think many people do, it's just a, it's just a hold for this week anyway. Uh, outside of that, I think you're, you've just about covered I, everyone I wanna, else. I want to touch on one thing real quick. Yeah. What's going on with Brownie boys? He looked like he was going to score a million last week, then tapped out. What's doing? Yeah, we, we talked about this the other day as well. We were... I wasn't like being a Parramatta fan. I I wasn't 
unhappy with what he was doing. But from a fantasy standpoint, I was definitely getting concerned that I made the wrong decision in trading him out. But the second half, he was a bit underwhelming and had a few errors. So, um, yeah, came back down to earth a bit in the second half. But if you can... Yeah, a lot of good starts, though. Yeah, if you can keep consistent when he comes back onto the onto the park and actually have an impact, he'll he'll still be scoring 60s, 70s. He actually might be someone to look out for in a couple of weeks because his price has come down uh, a decent amount, I think, in the last last week or two. So um, definitely definitely keep your eye out because he still might be a, a a gun scorer. Just needs to be get a bit more consistent, which might happen mid season. They just he just needs to hit a bit of form, I think. So. Uh, I think that's just a, a one to keep an eye on, really. But other than that, Mooney, you covered basically everything you needed to in this these two teams. Got a sneaky question for you though. If um Neocore becomes a Julie and do you reckon he'll go back to the bench or um as a with a bench um forwards role? Uh, when um should. when Michael Blake or someone comes back and then he'll probably become a Julie. So yeah. what are your thoughts there as a sneaky um I don't know what he's priced as, but he's he's currently four seventy six. If he gets DPP and he's a middle forward and center playing off the bench and rotating into the middle forwards role, he probably won't be getting enough minutes to keep his scores high. If he got into a starting role in the say Nathan Brown got injured and he comes in at lock in a starting role towards the back end of the season, he has that dual position status. Then yeah, he's I think I get where you're going. He's definitely a, a keeper in the center spot, but if he's off the bench. Uh, I just don't see him getting big scores or enough to be um, a keeper in your squad or someone to bring in, really, because he is quite expensive already. He's probably not going to go down in price uh, at this point in time. He made 10k at centre because he scored a 47 this week. So, yeah, he's probably not one to look at. A bit, over, a bit too expensive at the moment. I said that about Papali'i coming off the bench as well, and I ate my words. Jeez. Yeah. Could be sc- watch him score 60s. <laughs> definitely oh, yeah, a possibility yeah. <laughs> definitely we'll possible I'm hoping um, lots of points can't wait for this game should be a cracker actually um, but yeah I think you're right man I think Para runs away with it late um, alright let's talk Knights and Tigers um, Kurt Mann back into the side Phoenix Crossland obviously suspended but he wasn't going to keep the spot for too long anyway um that's the change, basically. Um, otherwise, the team is the same as last week. Um, Ponga's still a little bit away, so Texoy keeps the fullback spot. Uh, West Tigers, the uh, Joey Lelua owners, tough, uh, tough old week. Um, he's been um, he's been dropped. James Roberts straight back in. Tommy Talao, the other center. Uh, Joe O drops back to the bench. That's a, that's a tough read. Uh, Musgrove, Zane Musgrave comes um, comes back into the side. Um, but yeah, that's those are the changes, boys. Uh, what are we thinking, Daniel Faraway? Yeah, um, good that Kurt Mann's back into that squad. Uh, hate that uh, someone in our draft league dropped him because he was only out for one week. Especially when we've got sixteen people in the league, that uh, that really hurts. When uh, hate that I didn't champion. get him. Yeah, the champion pr- picks him up as well. That uh, yeah, that's a big big. Did Rig get him? The champion. Did Rig get him? The champion. Yeah, Rig did get him. Unfortunately. Oh no! His yeah. head's big enough. Oh my <laughs> goodness! I said uh, it this week already. Death taxes and rig being a terrible person. <laughs> outside of outside of that, uh, in more classic fantasy news, uh, Jaden Braley went absolutely uh, bonkers last week. Seventy-eight, I think it was. You love to see um, it. You just yeah, love he's to a, see it. He's an absolute must-buy this week. His break-even is minus fifteen, so. If you don't have him already, this is the last week to get him before he makes nearly 100k in price rises. He'll probably score a 70 or an 80 even again this week, depending on how well they go against the Tigers, and no doubt he'll be in fine form against them as Beauty, well. Beauty just got a jinx. Unlucky, Jaden. <laughs> Tough old week. Hey, Sorry, Jaden. My calls have been quite accurate so far. Le- leave me be. Uh, Connor Watson still doing his absolute best, scoring 50s. Hope for a 60 this week. There's another one. Um, Outside of that, the tight, the sorry, the Knights team is pretty straightforward. Clemmer doing quite well in the middle there. Safidi came back down to earth last week with a, a low score and less minutes, but yeah, he wasn't ever going to keep up that try scoring record. Interesting on the Tigers side that Joe O was 
benched immediately when Musgrove's back. I'm a bit surprised about that, but I'm not too worried. Musgrove's never been a huge uh, front row, middle, um, I guess, minutes player when he's on the field. He generally only plays about 30 minutes odd. So I think Offerhangawi will get um, decent minutes still, even from the bench. So I wouldn't be Might actually work out, out of the favour. Might get a it, few more attacking stats run, running through some tired forwards if he comes on, has a bit of an impact. So actually, I actually don't mind it. So I think if you're a Joe owner, probably not. Probably no cause to panic. He'll probably still play very, very similar minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a hold there. Uh, and Jacob Little still playing quite good as well at hooker. And I'll let Moon cover the rest. There's still a couple there. Talk about um, yeah, obviously, the man we touched on probably every episode, Dane Laurie, is looking good and probably someone you should, you should definitely have in your squad if you don't have him already. I would get him in, um, looking like he's going to be a you know 40 scorer, you know, if he keeps playing the way he is every week. Um, sort of the question I wanted to pose to you boys, James Roberts, are you worrying? Not at if all. If you're a James Roberts owner, no, no, safe not as at houses, all. You reckon? Not, not safe as houses, but I think you've got to give him a bit of time. Um, he's pretty cheap and he should be scoring well just give him a bit of time to work into this squad i don't think they're going to drop him after they just brought him in like obviously they dropped joey Leilua first but he had a reason to be dropped with all the missed tackles the only reason roberts will get dropped if he if he keeps just dropping the ball randomly trying to run at the line so um yeah i think he's a safe hold for now but um yeah if he keeps performing like that he's probably a drop for another cheapie in a couple of weeks depending on whoever's coming through yeah, I, I yeah, I, for me, James Roberts, I'd be getting him out of the side. Mooney, I didn't want to believe it. You called it relatively early. You said he didn't look great. Um, obviously, but and you know, already already having injuries and whatnot. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm just scared to be honest. So yeah, look, I, I I'm I'm far less convinced. What do you reckon? Yeah, I agree. I'm not convinced at all. The Raiders game, he did not look great, and you know, he's already missed a game due to injuries. So for me, that's very worrying signs. Um, obviously, it's round round three we're going into. So. You know, he could prove me wrong, but I think there's better options there that I'd rather be going with than James Roberts. Well, he, he, he was my toss-up over him or Tessie New, and obviously I went Tessie New, and I'm, and I'm pretty, pretty happy with that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, look, I just, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, it's just for me, injury-prone history and yeah. already injured after one week back. So, yeah, I'd just be a little worried. Otherwise, yeah, the other... my words. That's fine. <laughs> Otherwise, the other options for me I'm looking at, Alex Twile, I think that he'll probably get a few more minutes this week. I only played 50, no idea why, last week. But um, I think that he'll probably go back to playing at least 60 this week. Um, he scored better than a point per minute last week. So, um, And Mitch Barnett, for me, is another um, point of difference option that I really like this year. He's looking like he's going to score you know, high 60s. Even when he loses his kicking duties, he'll probably score. Yeah, he's score. got another week or two for goal kicking he's, as well still there, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he's adding, adding another 6 to 10 points um based on his kicking you know which is huge but i still think he'll be scoring around the 60 points per minute mark um you know around that tohu harris sort of sort of area um for mitch barnett which is big for an edge i think is julie as well um mid and edge so i th- i really like him this year and um stefano tukamanu um he looks good um you know he had a few more uh, a few more minutes last week and I think he ended up with maybe 36-odd fantasy points, so he should have a few more price rises in him. Um, but I think that as he grows in confidence, his his fantasy scores will um, will start to show. So, yeah, very, very excited to see this game and um, a lot of cheapies. I'm looking forward to, you know, hope, hopefully have big games. I just got uh, one question for you there, Moon. With um, You said you, you should be pretty safe with Alex 12 there, but... There's three middle forwards on the bench for the Tigers. What do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I'm not too worried. I um is that is honestly, that is that a rig based opinion? Are you just backing him because of his rig, or are you 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 putting stats behind that? Look at these two number thirteens here, right? There of my of my team based on rig, rig based selection <laughs> team. You got your captain, your vice captain, Connor Watson, Alex Twal. Look. <laughs> They a, are it's a feast for the eyes, isn't Love it? Oh, that. A couple yeah. of snacks. Oh, my goodness. Unfortunately, Watson's going to get dropped right before um, the yeah, on the hour mark before the game. I don't, I don't, but... I don't know why, Adam. Adam, why, why do you do it? Why do you, why do you tease me, Adam O'Brien? Stop <laughs> being a dog. Dirty, but... You're going <laughs> to lose friend of the show status, Adam O'Brien. You're not there yet because we, we do have a lot of friends of the show, but jeepers, you're getting close. <laughs> 
yeah, no, I, I can't wait for these two snacks to be on the field. Yes, sir. I agree. It's gonna be gonna be a cracking game, I reckon, as well. I think I think the uh, the Tigs will bounce back, and then um, yeah. So I, I reckon it'll be a little bit closer than what people might think. Um, boys, anything else you want to touch on uh, in regards to Tigers and Knights? And don't say Alex Twile or Connor Watson. Nope. Should be good happy games. Happy. Um, oh, actually, just quickly, do we think Tommy Talao keeps the spot? What do we think? If you're a Joey Leluana, what do you just straight up drop him, get rid of him? Why are you a Joey Leluana? Why Joey Leluana is a very good question. Um, yep. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you're probably going to, if you're a Leluana owner, you're probably going to, I would hold him for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, see how Tommy Talao plays. Um, he's obviously very young, Tommy Talao, so he could have a few a few bad weeks and, you know, they'll bring Lolo back in, you know, just a bit of a shake-up, you know, you know, sort yourself out, Joey. You know, you need to start <laughs> focusing on your defence a little bit. But Tommy Talao could come in and absolutely make the most of his opportunity. Didn't look bad the last few weeks either, so he's coming off the bench. Um, so I think that he might do all right, but, you know, would wait for a few weeks personally if I was a Joey Lolo owner. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, okay, Beauty. If you've got I think, someone I think... like testing you on your bench, I would start him. Yeah, I think I think that's the way to go, to be completely honest. Uh, what do we... Oh, also, just quickly, Adam Dewey, what do we think? Do we think he's a, he's a keep as well, a hold, if you've got Adam Dewey? Do we think he works into it? Because obviously last week was a little bit disappointing, but what do you think? Yeah, he'll be he'll he'll come good. Uh, he got, what, 35? He's not owned by many people. Uh, give him a couple of weeks to play play at five eight and he'll uh he'll come good but um i don't think he's a worry if you've bought him already i think he's just a hold yeah okay beauty um all right boys let's move on to the final game the best game a queensland derby uh cowboys like i said if it's uh oh actually no that's a fib we do we do have one change we do have one change i was about to say if it's broke don't fix it um Force change we've got we've got yeah murray talangi comes in on the wing for for kyle felt um, um, basically, Jason Tamalolo is still out, so Ruben Cotter starts at lock again. Um, what have we got? Titans, but there's a couple. There's a interesting one here in that uh, Ash Taylor's got a broken hand, so um, so he's out. Um, I think it's for actually a, a number of weeks, so that'll be interesting. So Tana Boyd comes in for him. Um. And then obviously Philip Sammy holds his spot with Brian Kelly out with the same injury. Um, but otherwise, those are, those are the changes, gentlemen. What do we think? And be nice. <laughs> yeah, might want to let uh, yeah. Moon who, who start then. Oh, yeah, Mooney far away. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel can't be <laughs> trusted not to hurt my feelings. Yeah, look, uh, this Cowboys team, what have we got going on? I think um, we saw Val Holmes, you know, he was pretty good last week. I think you'll agree, Tom. He um, had a cheeky little tried out of sort of nothing last week, which um I think he on ended up on forty five odd fantasy. Get him in at fullback. Yeah, it looked good. And you know, once he gets in at fullback, I think he'll sort of average a little bit higher. Again, we've been saying it all year, so just waiting for it to happen. Um, surely it's a when not if this can't keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you would think for, so. For right? my sanity, surely it can't keep going. Um but ESAM Masters look how he didn't look amazing last week, but you know somehow got forty four fantasy points, which is good. So he's got a few cheeky price rises. He's not overly expensive. He's maybe high three hundreds. Um, so if you back to him to go, you know, to have a good year, he's starting to show a few signs fantasy wise. He had five tackle breaks, I think. Um, so that was that was good to see. Just a few ball handling errors, um, obviously to to get rid of. Um, yeah, look, the forwards didn't wow me fantasy wise again last week. Um, Ruben Cotter, I don't mind, don't mind watching him play at thirteen. I don't know what you think, Tom, but you know, I, he looks all right. Um, again, probably not going to look at him fantasy wise. Yeah, just, I don't know. I just would have thought Josh McGuire would have been the natural selection, but I guess what else can you do when you pick three bloody hookers? You got to play one of them somewhere. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, Jake Granville had a bit of spark off the bench. Um, last week too, scored a few or a cheeky try, um, but yeah, Michael Morgan's probably the only other obvious choice that that you'd um, that you'd pick. He scored another fifty odd and didn't have heaps of attacking stats. So um, this might be another game that that he can show um, show what he's got and um, bring out his running game, set up a few tries, and 
you know, have um, have a real impact on the game. Um, so I'd be very interested to see that. Um, yeah, Daniel, I might let you talk about the Titans since you've got nothing nice to say about the cows. Correct. Okay. So uh, a lot of people looking at Brimson this week and a bit worried about Brimson um, and his scores. I think he's he's struggled for the last couple of weeks and last round his like it was pouring down rain. He was going to be struggling already. So I think he's definitely a hold, even with two low scores. A lot of people are rushing to to trade him out. I think he's definitely a hold because he can be scoring huge. And it's the bloody Cowboys. He had... He'll score a million. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking this week. He'll bounce back. Uh, in a big way this week, and ho- I'm hoping he doesn't, just so he can, you know, lose a bit more cash, and I can pick him up uh, a bit later because I don't currently have the funds to pick him up. But um, yeah, definitely keep your eye on Brimson as he'll definitely bounce back to big scores. So he's one to look at in the next couple of weeks, if not this week. But if you already have him, definitely worth a hold, especially against the Cowboys. Uh, another one will be Jamal Fogarty. He had a rough week this week, but. He'll, he'll bounce back as well. The, the game between the Titans and Brisbane was one of the lowest um, kick meter games of the week. So I think they had a lot more kick meters and a lot more base stats to make there. And Jamal Fogarty and even Anthony Milford struggled to get their kick meters up. So uh, Fogarty will still be a good option in the halves and nothing to worry about and definitely a hold there as well. Tino is another big uh, player that everyone's looking at to trade out this week. I think... If you picked him up from the start, you've probably got to hold him for the first couple of rounds, like probably wait until round four or five to really judge um, whether he's going to be hitting those scores or not because he's getting the minutes. He's just struggling to, I don't know, just avoid those demerits, I think. What, yeah, do, what pen, do you reckon? Penal- penalties and missed tackles are killing him. Yeah, that's that's the thing. He's definitely playing well. I mean, he got three points uh, for the Daly M last week, but... Um, Definitely yeah, three did go points. Fantasy. Yes, he did. Tino did. What about David Fafita? Surely. Yeah, he. I think he got two, but he let's not two. talk about the Dally M's at the moment. Definitely under scrutiny, <laughs> oh, to be fair. Controversial. We're not afraid <laughs> of the big topics here on Fantasy Footy Brains. We're not afraid <laughs> of it. We'll answer anyway, the big what do you questions. reckon? What do you reckon, um, Tino? Yeah, I think Tino's old, um, for sure. Look, uh, he's going to have a few down weeks, apparently, um, but I, he's in a new team. Um, give him a break. I think he'll... I think he's going to find his groove here, and you know when he does, he's going to be scoring um, much better. I think he'll probably still get up to his maybe averaging low forties, forty-five, maybe. Are you just reciting um, your nightly prayers to us, Mister All In on yes, Pino? Yes, I am because <laughs> I did say that he could have been a trap before the season started, and then I got FOMO and brought him in, and um, he got a twenty-five, so I was spewing. But look, Tino, yeah, I think Tino could be. He's got to come good, surely, right? He's um hasn't found the line yet, and I think he's he's in for a few big scores. Well, I'm not on the field anyway. For him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um. So, yeah, moving on. I think that he'll um he this is a game for him to to go big. Um. Unfortunately for the Cowboys, I think um he could. You know, oh, it's a get-right game for the entire Titans team, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Looks you could like literally it. Titans one to seventeen, captain them. Doesn't matter. Even David <laughs> Fafita could be a could be a cheeky pod oh, uh, for captaincy this week. Seriously, this is yeah. I don't want to talk about it. It's gonna be depressing. <laughs> seriously, I yeah. You you look at the schedule for the cows, and you're just like, oh, where are the wins gonna come from? <laughs> uh, you just need to. I I don't know how long Peyton's gonna persist with this but it seems like being you know first year with the cowboys and he's he really wants to make a mark and he really wants to persist with morgan and clifford and Holmes on the wing so clifford's not going to be there next year yeah, What's the yeah. Point? <laughs> oh seriously i really hope todd payton reads reads through different uh nrl fantasy co- uh, comment sections because and and the cowboys comment section because seriously you get some seriously good coaching advice from me i'm very active in a lot of comment sections on Instagram. <laughs> So, Toddy, Toddy, start scrolling, brother, because I've got some great ideas. Man, it's not just you. It's every commentator and every anyone that's watching NRL out there is saying the exact same thing, but uh, he must know something that we don't know, surely. Yeah, there's got, there's got to, there's, there has to be something. Got to be an investigation. There's got to be an investigation. <laughs> Thanks, Tubes. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think you're right. Though. I think this game's pretty straightforward. I think Fafita probably goes big. I think Tino, this is going to be a get-right game for him. Tana Boyd. What do we think, boys? Probably just staying away from his as a point of difference. He's probably too expensive for, for anything, and he's only going to be there uh, for a few weeks. 
He is quite cheap. It depends how long uh, Ash Taylor's out for. If if Boyd can get three to four weeks, they've said oh, a okay. few. I've read a few. I've read three to four. I've read up to five. I've I've read different reports. So, yeah. Look, if it's if it's five to six, then Boyd might be a cheeky um, cheapy to bring in. But I think you'd probably oh, don't really want to risk that, right? I mean, Taylor yeah. could be rushed back in in two, and then yeah, you're I'm stuck not with Boyd. trade on him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think don't, it's a I don't waste. like it. I think it's the same as like your Tex Hoy trade at the start of the year. Like you have to, you have yep. to bank on him having big scores from the get go. You know, has to be scoring forties, forty fives for him to make the hundred and fifty k to be worth the, the trade. So otherwise, you're, you're burning a couple of trades to bring him in, and get rid of him. I think it just means Fogarty goes big. To be honest, yeah, I think so. He'll do a lot of the work. Yeah, so it'll be an interesting game. There should there should be some fairly high. Um, fantasy scores, I would have thought the Cowboys are allergic to tackling, so we'll see how we go. Um, boys, anything else we want to touch on for that game? No, all good. You could see a few of the Cowboys' backs, you know, maybe your Scott Drinkwaters, your Hammer, your Val, maybe an Esan cheeky go big because, you know, the Cowboys do have a few, ah, uh, the Cowboys, the Titans have a few lapses in defense, so, you know, I think that you could see, especially if. Give um, me hope. Stop it. Morgan <laughs> gets things right. I think that um, you know, you could see a few a few decent scores there. Um, personally, they've got yeah. some points on the board. Hopefully, Drinkwater is in my draft team. Yeah, I've got him, I've got him in a couple of leagues. So hopefully, we're speaking into existence. Um, boys, got a got a fan question here for you. It's a pretty good one. It's pretty juicy. Um, now, uh, if Cleary doesn't play. Who do we captain? Point of difference or someone consistent? What do you reckon, boys? If Cleary's out, it'll only be for a week. Do you roll the dice and in hopes you go big? What do you reckon? Oh, I mean, you get your. You. Oh, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moon, I agree with you, Daniel. Let's get Moon's thoughts first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to think about that one. Jeez, copy my answer. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I so I'm in a rough spot at the moment um, because I forgot to set my captain week one RIP. I'm sitting around like the 18,000 mark, which is really rough. Am um, I ahead of you? Uh, I don't know, potentially. No way. No, you wouldn't be because there's no, no way. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not. Um, I, I, I did jump. 15, get out of here. I did jump 15,000 spots though. So yeah, actually, me too. I jumped a lot. Come back. Um, but you're probably around that, around that area. But I'm probably going to captain someone a little bit more point of differency. Um. Rather than someone who ever on a captain, people probably captain like yeah, Angus Crichton's. I think you'll see a lot of people captain. Um, so I will probably yeah steer clear of that. Not that I own him, but um, would go someone you know a little bit more point of difference because I've got some spots to. It's a high, ri- it's a low risk, high reward. I suppose for me, if I doesn't work, I drop down to maybe twenty five thousand, and then I. The rest of the season, I work my way back with Cleary as is, captain. It's fine. Is Braley a legitimate captaincy option? He's gone. So, absolutely. 80, yeah. 70. What do you reckon? I was just about to say that. So I think most people will go the safe option and pick Crichton, like you're saying, Moon. Uh, Crichton's probably going to be a pretty consistent scorer, probably going to hit the 60 to 70 mark. Um, I'm definitely looking at Braley this week as a as a potential point of difference. I'm a bit further back in overall rankings. Not terribly far back. I'll slowly make my way up. But uh, Braley's got 50 tackles in round one, 61 tackles in round two, and definitely got attacking stats. And uh, does run the ball a little bit, not a ton. Definitely not a ton last week with the with the wet uh, in the against the Warriors there. But um, definitely can make uh, some tackle busts and make a few runs down the middle from dummy half. So he is a potential pod option as captain if you want him this week. Um, no doubt. Uh, I'm going to probably chicken out and go back to Crichton anyway, but I'm definitely considering Braley as an option. Another pot option is David Fafida as well against the Cowboys. Could go big, especially if he keeps getting ball uh, on an edge there. So, yeah, looking looking at that as an option as well. Yeah, Do you guys have any options? Yeah, Bra- Braley was the one for me. I just thought he was the uh, thought he was pretty cheeky. Could go yeah. could go Cook again, but. The Roosters are looking pretty dangerous as well. So, yeah. no, I think if you've got Damian Cook, you've spent the money on him. Someone you've spent lots of money on, I think, is should be a, a captaincy option. Um, the other point of difference option that people might go with is like a wing of fullback um, in case they go big, like your, you know, Tedesco again, risky option against the Bunnies. 
Um, even a Palpy against the Panthers is going to be ris- a risky option, but I think you could see some people captain those sorts of players. So if Teddy doesn't have a huge game, um, you could see some um, some very some changes in your classic status. Um, yeah, I don't really don't know. Maybe a DCE as well. People might you know chuck the Mitch Moses was the other one for me as well. Yeah. I think yeah, I think he's got a either. think he's got a pretty favourable matchup against the Sharks. If the if the pitch dries out at all, I reckon he could have a could have a decent game. Even Ben Hunt's looking pretty safe. He's scoring huge at the Dragons there, seventy one and eighty in two games. Like, geez, he's a very yeah. safe captaincy option. Yeah, might just chuck it on Connor Watson. Yeah, rig based <laughs> selection. Why not go? Yeah, go hard overhead. Why not? Actually, the obvious choice. Anthony Milford, get it on him. Thank <laughs> me. Yeah, Mil- Milford gets the captaincy and Moylan gets the VC. Yeah, I've got a question of my own for you, boys. Um, now, I've got, I've already asked this of Moon. I know, I, I think I know what he's going to say if he wants to double down on his answer. But Jake Trebojevic, he's he's worth 700k, and I just don't know where where these extra points are going to come from because he's averaging, he's averaging 52. But I just think there's 700k I could spend elsewhere. I just I just worry that his ceiling's not high enough for me to have 700k tied up in him. Can I just get your thoughts, boys? Oh, I guess I'll go first because we I gave Moon the opportunity to go first last time. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I think you're right. I think there's a lot of players that have a huge ceiling this year just because of the change, the rule changes, and definitely a lot more ball in play and a lot more. And with those turnover tackles as well, it's definitely a good stat to be looking at uh, for halves in particular. Um, I would look to trade him. He's that's the problem is he's very consistent. That's the thing. He'll get you a fifty to fifty-five every week. And I had him. To be fair, I had him in my team as well at the start of this year. But I think you're right. There's just there's a lot of players around that mark that are going to be scoring more than him. And at seven hundred k, you could easily downgrade him and pick up two mid-rangers that are going to be scoring um, a lot more points than him. Like, if you haven't got Jaden Braley yet and you have Jake Trebojevic, it's an obvious one to drop him and get in Braley and get a mid-range mid... Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, a middle forward like a Connor Watson or, uh, I don't know, someone around that price range, like an Alvaro or something like that. Because Alvaro is scoring about the same as Jake Trebojevic as well at this point in time. So, yeah, I think you might be right. You might need to be downgrading. Um, Jake Trebojevic. Unfortunately, he's too consistent for his own good. Yeah, look, I I don't agree. Um, I think you've spent the money on Jake Trebojevic. He's spending the money on consistency. Like in Avara, yes, he's scoring the same as Jake Trebojevic, but his minutes could fluctuate. Jake Trebojevic is guaranteed to play 80 and has a um, a floor of 50. Um, he won't get any lower, um, and he's probably got a ceiling of maybe 65. Um when he when he has his day and he's starting to run the ball a little bit more. So look, Jake Boy for me would be a hold and find an another way to bring in someone like Jaden Braley if you don't already have him. Um yeah, this needs, just to him. add on to that, I was just gonna say he needs attacking stats, I think, to be valuable. And that's what oh, you're man, saying as well, right? Boring, he needs man. yeah, he needs to get attacking stats. And I think maybe give Manly a few weeks. If you have him, he's not gonna lose too much cash. Maybe give him a few weeks to get a bit of form. And if Manly hit form, you'll see Jake Trebojevic, you know, get a few more tackle busts, get a few more meters, maybe a, a try assist line break here and there. So I guess there is value in holding him. But I think when Tommy yeah. comes back as well, he might he might fire a little bit more as well when he's got his brother and, you know, a few more attacking weapons. He might have some more options through the middle of the ruck as well for line break assists and whatnot. Well, he yeah. probably will, but he hasn't had attacking stat in three years. Like... <laughs> You're not I, doing I, me a great amount of confidence <laughs> to keep him, Lachlan. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying that his base stats are enough to to keep him in your squad. Like for 700k, I think for he's consistent. That's what you want. Um, that's what you want from him. That's why you spent your money on him. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, fair. fair enough. I guess it is a bit of a waste of a trade if he's going to be a keeper at about yeah, uh, averaging 55. Thing. Yeah, probably a waste of a trade unless you're really lagging behind in overall ranking, like. I'd be keeping him, to be fair. If, yeah. if you're really behind, you need some point of difference options. And actually, I don't think Jack Trebojevic's owned by that many seven people. 7%. So he actually seven, had a point. Six, six, sorry, 6.4. So he's a point of difference in himself, I guess. But not a not a huge one. He's not going to get a ton of attacking stats unless Manly finds some form. He's someone towards the end of the year that you're aiming, almost aiming to have because he's that consistent that, um, you know, you've done your, your work to, you know, get to hopefully your top thousand, top couple of thousand. 
Um, and he will just keep you there because his scores won't fluctuate. Yes, he won't get you the 80s or 90s, but he will keep you there at that 55 mark, which is where he seems to average year in, year out. So yeah. I reckon I reckon you need a pod at that at the back end of the year. If you're out at 2,000, 3,000, you need a pod to get up. I think Jake is probably a no-go. I think you get your consistent players early and then get your pod in, pods in later. Boy, how are some philosophical differences? All I'm saying is as long as I beat Sam, I'm sweet. <laughs> Stop playing now, you're fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, we might leave it there if you don't have any final thoughts. Yeah, yeah no, all no good. Final Love your work, happy. gents. Well done, as always. Thanks, mate. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Bermo. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Look out for our round three review coming Monday.